Hello and welcome once again to The Cage Equation with your host Malcolm Mickelson and me, Drake Mickelson. We're going to select, scrutinize, and solve the question about a Nicolas Cage movie. Did Cage fail the movie or did the movie fail Cage? Spoiler, we're going to always say it was the movie. Proceeding with the undeniable that Nicolas Cage can only create perfection, we're going to start with it. We will place the failings at the feet of another. To that end, we will start with a Metacritic score and assign culpability to each point nicked on the following three Cage categories, direction, script, and Cage stars. Who blended this movie's cagiosity? We're about to find out. And in this week's Cage Equation, we will be looking at the now classic movie, Jiu-Jitsu. It is a cl- number 85 most discussed movie of 2020 is its only award. It was filmed in, yeah, in 2020. I think it was filmed pretty much right before it was put out. Grossed less than $100,000 on a budget of $25 million. But it does have a sequel in the works, even with that. I wonder if uh, Nicholas Cage will be signing up for that or Frank Grillo, either one. I'm sure. Uh, what what was the name of the star of the movie? Uh, <laughs> Elaine Moosey. Moosey? I, I think that's how you say his name. So, Moosey or Musai? Yeah. We the will... star of Kickboxer Vengeance and Kickboxer Retaliation. I'm sorry. The star of Kickboxer Vengeance. He is a stunt double in Kickboxer Retaliation. And uh, we will be referring to, to him as Jake from here on in. Um, this is the character he plays. Um, the Metacritic score for this one was 27. So we have to find 73 points of blame to assign between, we're going to say the director and the screenwriter, who is the same person in this movie, and the actors. So I have a feeling one person is going to get the most blame in this one, but we will see if maybe we can maybe spread a little bit more of the blame out to the the fellow um, co-stars there too. Uh, I think we'll start with a quick plot synopsis. I'm just going to read the top line from Wikipedia. Every six years, the ancient order of expert jujitsu fighters face a vicious alien race of alien invaders for the battle of Earth. For thousands of years, the invaders have lost to Earth's defenders. Up until now, Earth's future is in jeopardy. Wait, wait. So Earth, the Earth fighters had won in the past? Every single time, obviously, because or else we'd all be dead. Oh, I, I thought if he just got a good fight out of it. I that's what it says. They um I I'm not sure that it kind of goes back and forth. I'm not quite sure how the, any of this works. I think it's odd that there's been a comet flying past the earth and in, in broad daylight every six years. And that's just something that's part of the movie. I know every movie makes stuff up, but if you're gonna make up a movie about the earth set in modern day maybe not have a comet that shows up every six years for the last thousands of years. That's one, that's one of many issues. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I think we're going to try not to break down too much on the, uh, the impossibilities of the plot and stuff. Uh, or else we'll stick, we'll stick to the straight facts of the plot, which there yes. are very few of. I guess we should say, we should preface this before we talk about Nicholas cage. He was on set for three days. Got paid $5 million of their $25 million budget. Um, and the entire movie was shot in five weeks. Um, so he, was, he was on set less than a week to film hardly any scenes, it seemed like. And amazingly, though, he still probably carries the movie somehow. Yes. Well, and so, so his inspiration, and I think you can feel this through him, he says his inspiration is Vin Diesel, Willie Nelson, and John Rambo. That's who inspired <laughs> inspired his character of 
Wiley. I think it, the, Wiley. it says his name's Wiley. I don't remember is, anyone ever saying his name. They did because there was, and this this came up right in one of the funner parts is when they uh, when they finally end up at the temple towards the end. Um, he says, maybe I can get something to eat, like a noodle or a pickle. And then somebody says, hey, get Wiley something to eat. So I think that may be the only time they said his name. The names in this movie are, are hilarious. Um, I think half the people are named actually after the actors. Yeah, there's Private Tommy, Tommy Walker. Yes. Uh, John D. Hickman plays Hickman. Um, uh, the, I actually uh, thought John D. Hickman played two separate people, but it turns out that was just the same guy. Uh, <laughs> that, that part really messed Because I thought he was playing both a commander of the military, but also I thought he played someone else in a flashback. Oh, yeah. But I'm not exactly sure on that. Um, June Marie Sam- plays Myra. That's yeah. different. June Sassatron plays June, who is the command. I, I couldn't tell. She's the interrogator, the psychologist, and the commander of the entire mission, except for the guy who was the commander of the mission and the other guy who was actually the commander of, of the mission. Oh, okay. I can clear that up for you. Um, she was apparently Army Intelligence, okay, which qualifies her to inject truth serum. Also, I, 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 she leads off very aggressive. After saying she's very good at interviewing, she leads off like she is interviewing a serial killer. And instead, it is a concussed man who just got dropped at their feet by some random fisherman's wife. Which was, I, which was interesting that they brought him there, that this person was even, they never figured out who he was. And yet he seemed to be the most important person in the world to them, even though they just found him out in the middle of the jungle. In Myanmar or Burma. Burma. I don't, yeah. It's a touchy subject for her. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So I get we usually start with Nicolas Cage. So what okay. So I <laughs> I I I would say actually, okay, so he's in basically I, I would say what three to four scenes. Well, yeah. I don't know. It kind of one comes. really long scene. He has two big scenes and he's in the background for two scenes. And I wonder if he's they probably just filmed him in the background of the scene and said we'll we'll film in the rest of it in the next couple of days after you're gone. His his first scene was when they when he meets him when it was called Down the Rabbit Hole, and he has a has a fight with Jake where he does the the sensei I'm going to teach you something while we fight and make bad jokes. Yeah, that the I, entire scene is him flipping from wall to wall. It seems like, and then uh, and we should say engaging in combat. I yeah, guess. we we should say it's probably in the most uh, in the most loose terms saying he's flipping from place to place because they couldn't they didn't quite match the wig i also thought it was funny that they seemed to try to match the wig of the stuntman who he's doubling for in in that scene because every other scene in the movie his hair is actually completely different from what his hair is done like in that in that scene you noticed more about his hair than i did i just remember the long black wig yeah well he he didn't have black hair for the rest of them oh (laughs) oh boy um had a good good few lines in there um mixed paper hats mixed paper. that's his hobby yes yeah um, it's a uh, was it attention to details very important mm-hmm. i i like the uh the poet he he called the uh was it i think he called drax the bad guy the the poet warrior in the sci-fi sense of the spaceman sense the spaceman <laughs> it, it, it was it yeah <laughs> 
find I'm sorry, I'm trying to find usually there's quotes on the IMDB page so I can figure out exactly what the quote was. No one even bothered to do that for this no. one. I think uh, I was also watching on the I think I mentioned to you, I was like, I started reading the what the Wikipedia plot. There were four paragraphs that got about half hour into the movie, and then it said, and then they basically had two lines that said, and then he fights the big guy and he kills him. So whoever's writing even Wikipedia gave up somewhere about a third of the way through the movie. <laughs> there was that movie. I, I which okay, so which which part of this? Let's just go with uh, what was your favorite part of the Nicolas Cage performance? Um Oh, I think it's paper hats. He's, he's very passionate. It is a nice paper hat too. It's very crisp lines, and that it might be my favorite because that's just about the only scene I remember clearly from the entire movie. He did seem. I I almost think they probably filmed it in chronological order. He seemed really on top of that one. He's really engaged there. By the end, by the last scene, he was not so much into it. I do it's know where, almost like they had they gave him lines that could apply to many different directions with the script because they hadn't quite figured out what the story was going to be to fill an hour and 45 minutes. The, uh, one of his longest films recently. It was and it, he doesn't seem to have any idea what movie he's in. And I don't think it's out of lack of trying. It was just too long. It was too much. I, uh, I personally liked it. And, and also when you say the Willie Nelson, I know where the Willie Nelson's at. Is it when he's wearing the red headband and oh yeah, the bit yeah the the red headband they're out on the road they're traveling together they're walking he's got a red hand headband he's got the he, Buddhist beads around his neck and he's got the, the wide eyes and he just keeps talking the whole time I think that when he had that line like don't get distracted it's all just noise just rise above it I think that was probably my I don't know it's probably one of my favorite parts of it was just him walking walking with that guy just trying to do something with that guy i can't imagine being uh playing against that guy though because he was uh jake was the reactions he was giving were just insane it was like he was almost actually concussed for the whole thing no and walking covers about the last 30 minutes of the movie which maybe we're skipping maybe i'm skipping ahead to the script part i don't quite understand so the first 45 minutes let's say the woman seems to be the other main star and I, I don't remember her getting killed. Okay, so she apparently she died before he met Nicolas Cage. Okay, so let's go back. Let's give just a little bit of the outline of the story here. Because there's some main main plot points. The guy gets concussed when he gets knocked off a cliff at the very beginning, with the uh, the the predators chasing him. By the way, we should. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the bad guy. Because his name is Drax. And was it his, actually Drax? It was his Brax. I'm sorry. Brax. Brax. Drax would be Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be yes. too derivative. I keep trying to switch movies. Um, Brax, he uh, is an alien, warlord, spaceman. Um, he is chasing young Jake through the jungle at the beginning and fleeing shurikens at him. I think that's what they are. It's a nice little bad CGI trick there. Someone's very proud of their CGI, though, because they show them about a dozen different angles and they just in that keep, first scene. And they just keep coming. I think it's pretty obvious the, uh, who this person was. Um, well, who was the special effect? Who was this entire Brax character ripped off from? Oh, he's the Predator. He's the Predator. 
actually, I just found this poster also for the movie Earthfall, which I guess was a different name for jujitsu at some point, which says Predator meets Mortal Kombat four stars. There we go. It's the headline of this photo. Um, Yeah, but he's he's a ripoff of the Predator, and there's plenty of ripoffs going through the whole thing. And it's funny because uh, I think I, I sent you a picture of the original Predator design before they scrapped it and put uh made the the now famous one it was basically it looked exactly like the jujitsu monster with a bit of an elongated neck and which is yeah. odd. i'm sorry <laughs> oh, go. i got one more thing uh originally played the predator was originally played by a young up-and-coming kickboxing star too um, named john claude van damme it was cut from the movie. So I, I it, it's almost like they're trying to recreate um, somehow the guy, the director, producer, writer said, how did we, how did I recreate a new Jean-Claude Van Damme? Well, I'll just have this guy in a movie that's exactly like the one that Jean-Claude Van did. Maybe that'll somehow karma will interject itself. What also kills me about this main actor um, so Frank Grillo is renowned for being a 50-year-old and maybe the best shape of any human being on Earth. They seem to purposely cover him as much as humanly possible to not overshadow uh, Jake. Jake's his name, Jake. Um, Jake. Who is shirtless for most, even while being interrogated, I think he's shirtless for part of it. Um, there's a lot of weird things going on in this movie. Yeah, Grillo also looks like I I can't believe that he was actually uh he looks like he had a couple of rough nights before they filmed most of the things they did here because he's never looked that bad before. He looks pretty puffy. I'm guessing he was trying to convince himself that it was okay for the paycheck. Um, yeah, well, they were all I think everyone was drinking because Brax's face was designed by Nicolas Cage when he was on set very drunk and he drew it on a napkin. And that is how the director says the face was decided. That they just take and, and then they took the napkin and just literally glued it onto <laughs> the alien has that like reflective screen of a face, and then every, whenever he gets hit, it's like a I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's it looks like a pencil drawn face that just appears in red outline over the top of his mirror. And then we breeze hard that the screen fogs up a little bit. It yeah. It, but at no point do they say he's wearing a suit, by the way. He regenerates. I think that's just his body. It's just his head that, for some reason, has a mask. Well, it it makes sense if you think about it. Well, okay. And here's another thing that makes sense when you think about it. They can become invisible by wearing really heavy cloth robes. Yes. That's how you beat the Predator Vision. Well, it was probably too costly because, you know, if you had to spread mud all over yourself, then you have to wash it off later. So it's probably a costuming decision there on the production part. You wouldn't want to ruin the costumes because you might have to use them later. I also love the uh, costume decision of almost every man in there was wearing some type of mesh shirt. Grillo had the half shirt. Which one was it? Uh, Kyung, I believe is his name. I don't know if that, I, I haven't read that. Which one is that? Is that Tony Jaw? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't remember if this is his actual name or his character's name. Um, he's part of the Jujets. Is why I started naming them all. Actually, is Grillo, Kyung, and Carmen, and Jake, and then other guy. And then there's more of them because there's supposed to be nine of them. Were there? Were yeah. there actually nine of them though? Well, there was. We saw the first five, and then at towards the end, 
when they're doing the walking bit, the other ones show up. And there's a uh, there's a husky Russian guy, and then there looks like a badly aged Avatar guy because he's got the Avatar haircut. Uh, yeah. I I apologize if none of this is making sense, but it didn't make sense while we were watching it either. Yeah, this um, was I will say this is was by far the hardest movie to get through. Drug on forever. Oh. Um okay. like, we're, we're, so we're still on Nicolas Cage here. We haven't I don't even know if it <laughs> this is favorite scene. Mine was paper hats, yours was the Willie Nelson. I think Willie Nelson impersonation was probably my favorite part of it. Okay. Well then let's <laughs> we can get going on assigning the well, is uh, it just, that 73 points of flame? Uh, all right, so now it's time to go to the other side of the cage equation. Uh, which right. I think we were already firmly on the other side for, oh, God. Yeah, I think we, we may have passed through that. Um, it's kind of like a black hole. Once we've already gone past the event horizon, we're done. Um, let's just go. Let me just say this as quickly as possible. There's the opening. Jake gets amnesia after falling off a cliff. He is turned in by two older Asian people who are fishermen who are also with Nicolas Cage at the beginning because I think they had to get him right at the beginning of the movie or else people would turn it off. Um, they, give the, the, they give them to the secret army base where he's interrogated because he has amnesia. Then a monk attacks and saves him or rescues him from the army he knows that he knows the guy because they do a special handshake. And so he realizes that he must go with him. That's when we get the immortal line. We got to go. Let's go. They run off into a, well, I think it's a wheat field where they make, they meet the rest of the Jujets with uh, Frank Grillo. Who I think, if I remember right, say we should all be dead because of you is how they convince him. He is yeah. a part of the group. Um, uh, sorry, that was just a f- I, famous Frank Grillo line. Yes. Well, there's so many of them in here. Um, Frank Grillo. Then they all run out of the uh, out of the wheat field onto a dirt road, where the army comes to retrieve him. There's a big fight. The army retrieves him. Then the army takes him off into the forest towards the temple to find the temple with the radiation detectors. You miss. I think it doesn't. The predator attack in that wheat field. He does, but it's just for a second. You just kind of can throw some people. He's not around. committed to killing them yet. He's just messing with their minds because we find out this is all part of his plan. It's just to mess with Jake's mind, and Jake's got a plan too, which they're all following. But he doesn't know about that. They seem to be. No one wants to tell him what's going on. No, ever. at any point. So Jake is now back at the, with the army. The army is now searching the temple with their radiation detectors. And they go, there's so much radiation. And then Jake says, it's not that kind of radiation. Which kind of radiation is it? We don't know. Predator attacks, wipes out all the army people. Jake runs through the forest trying to get away from the predator with the woman who, when Jake falls down a hole, the woman looks up. That's where she gets killed, right when he falls down the hole. Oh, okay. Yes. Jake falls down what they call the rabbit hole. Finds Nicolas Cage. Then the rest of the Jujets show up. Take Nicholas Cage and Jake to the temple. Then they rock, walk down a long dirt road, and everyone gets killed except for Jake, including Nicholas Cage. Oh, and Jake's girlfriend. And now, then, during that time, they're trying to get Jake to avoid the predator, right? 
Yeah, but he just kind of does a big circle from the temple back to the temple. Well, because they're supposed to fight him at the appointed time because it was all part of Jake's plan. And then they all are completely surprised. At some point, he goes, what's the plan? And they go, you don't know the plan? He doesn't know his own name. And yet they're surprised by the fact that he doesn't know the plan. So then they go, I think they go back to the temple again. And then they go back to fight the predator. Uh, Nicholas Cage dies, though. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, the temple. So that's and that's when we find out the plot twist. This is the biggest. Uh, this is maybe the biggest plot twist of of the decade, right here. Nicholas Cage is Jake's father, and did not want Jake to know that. Which I didn't know until you told me literally five minutes before we started the podcast. I don't know how you missed the flashback that did, had someone who was definitely not Nicholas Cage fighting a child. Also, Nicholas Cage looks like he's maybe maybe ten years older than Jake. Um, uh, Jake's lived a hard life. If Nicolas Cage, who is, I think, 55 or so, looks older than this guy, and I think this guy's supposed to be like 30, man, it's been a tough life. Yeah. And uh, Okay, yeah, so Nicolas Cage is his dad. The, the part that really, one of the many parts that really gets me, I can't exaggerate here, is for some reason, Jake's lost his memory for a total of, I believe, 24 hours at this point, because he gets knocked out, the woman stitches his head up and they ship him off to a military base. And I don't remember another nighttime scene past that. So I, for some reason, Nicholas Cage doesn't want his son to know he's his son for 24 hours only. If it's not 20, it may be 48. I, maybe 48. Maybe Top, 48. Tops, tops. This whole movie takes three days yes. because it has to happen in the same time that the comet is still in range of the earth for the magical portal to remain open. Is Which isn't always open. It's only open sometimes. Every six years. But yeah, but it opens twice every six years. It opens when he comes, and then it reopened on the last possible moment for to send him back. What I find odd about the comet thing is there are so many real comets that come by the Earth every 60 to 80 years. Why wouldn't you just pick one of them? Wouldn't that make more sense? Yeah. That you would have whole no, every- no, the whole the whole timeline makes no sense because they say that it's been going for thousands of years. So there's been at least 300 groups of warriors fighting this guy who I don't know if it's always the same guy. Cause I thought he always won and killed everyone and then went back. It was like a, it's like a sport hunt. Well, there's a picture because, okay, now this is going to get deep with people. Brax brought the jujitsu to them. He taught them to jujitsu and it, it's about honor. Also they use jujitsu as a noun, a verb, and I think an adverb at one point. While none of them are actually, I, I counted six possible jujitsu moves throughout the entire movie. Um, jujitsu, I believe, was a Japanese martial arts form from the 17th century. Uh, well, most people practice Brazilian jujitsu, and they never clarify what kind of jujitsu this is. And it's actually jujitsu is supposed to be specifically submission grappling. Grappling and strikes, but it's a, it's a mixture, so I can go with the mixture part, and it's not supposed to be using weapons except for very small arms, like possibly knives. So Grillo's in it because Grillo knives people, but the amount of swords that come out of this thing is just crazy. The arm crossbow is absolutely the best part of the movie, outside well, of Nicolas Cage. Yes, I believe that she was She has a-, a string across her form that she can slightly pull back and launch crossbow bolts out of. At full speed. It's this awesome. Is- 
there are a few things in this movie that actually are kind of are kind of cool. But I'm going to ask you a question. Name three things you actually like about the movie. Arm crossbow. Okay. The fact that only one person has a hazmat suit on in the jungle full of radiation. All right. Genuinely made me laugh. Um, and Tex. And that's, I think that right there, that we buried the lead. It's Crab Man. From Crab What About Man. Earl. And that's all I could say. Every time he came on screen, I go, hey, it's Crab Man. From What About Earl. Um, what is his name? We should go ahead and give him. What is his, his name's Tex. Tex. Uh, yeah. His real name is real yeah. name's Eddie Steeples. Okay, I just want to put out Eddie Steeples. Also, real quick, uh, I don't think I've ever watched a B-rate military or a movie with a military unit that doesn't have a Tex in it. And in this case, Tex is supposed to speak, I think, Mandarin. I'm not quite sure. He's there, the military interpreter that no one verified could actually speak the language at any point. I'm not sure if it's the haircut. He, he almost looks like he thought it was going to be like a Vietnam era movie, too. He's got yeah. like the, the hair with the headband wrapped around, kind of a Jimi Hendrix look. He comes out eating a bowl of soup. God, There's so all, many good things about Tex. He also somehow manages to get through the entire movie with blood and everything else flying and is still immaculate at the end. I mean, and I would argue Tex is the real hero of the movie as he is the one I believe that has the grenades that end up killing Brax. I would say, however, if I was going to be Tex and I was going to do the throw on camera, I probably would have practiced the throw a couple times. Or just asked anyone like, hey, do you know how to throw anything? Anything. Any inanimate object. It doesn't even have to be a grenade-like object. A gr you would think a grenade, though, would be the easiest object to throw. They are, in fact, designed to be thrown as far as humanly possible from yourself. <laughs> he does like the, I, I, just the toss. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's... Yeah, we left that part out. Uh, so the way that Brax and I think his entire civilization is destroyed is who says it? Who says he has five? Oh, OK. Yeah. The, so the military leader, I think the actual leader of the military. No, Denver, that was no. I think it was actually wasn't it? Nicholas Cage gave him the, the information. No, no, no. It's okay. the uh, it's the guy. It's Rick Yoon, Captain Sand. And he says. I have been studying Brax for 20 years for the U.S. military. And once you strike him, you have about five seconds before he heals himself. That is your opportunity. And then he gets killed. He's actually been clocking him. And I wrote this down. He's been clocking him for 24 years. The guy appears to be maybe 28, 29 years old, which means he's been following this alien for the U.S. military since he was approximately five or six years old. Also, just in case you're not familiar with Rick Yoon's work, he is in one of the greatest movies of all time. He plays, I knew this immediately, plays the bad guy in The Fast and Furious <laughs> and in Die Another Day, one of Pierce Brosnan's greatest movies. Oh, is he the guy with the diamonds in the face? Yeah. Ah, uh, the diamond face guy. Which I was just talking about Die Another Day because of the, I think that's the one with the fencing scene in it also, which is the greatest fencing scene of all time. Um, Anyway, sorry. That's just my aside. Fast Furious, Die Another Day. You should watch them both. And you're, you're putting and that they'll over... Be, and they'll be better than these movies. <laughs> you're putting that over Princess Bride? I'm sorry, fencing scene? I mean, have you seen Pierce Brosnan? I, I, yes. Also, I don't think they're actually fencing in it because at one point he says, let's up the stakes and they grab sabers. That's true. And then there's just a crowd full of people watching this whole thing. But that's that's not what this is about. <laughs> well, I would also he also uh, when he when he, I remember when before he gives him the information though he does say um, the 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 wonderful line 
um, I've got a license to kill you with no expiration date. Boom. The expiration date turned out to be 10 minutes later when he was killed, he was which killed. I think that's that's the same scene as um, Jake basically just bails on him and lets the whole military unit that's been protecting him get murdered. Um, th- along with the Avatar, no one seems to want to step in. They're very casually fighting underneath the ground where everyone's being massacred. Well, and then, yeah, and then the military has several interesting options there. One thing, when they, they, they like to huddle all together underneath one tree and then fire their guns in separate directions. The, I, they had a bunch of stuff up there when they were doing with, dealing with Brax. Um, then the one guy decided he was going to go mano a mano with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he has to for his honor. It's yeah. an honor thing, Dad. Come on now. I'm sorry. So, yeah, the U.S. military cannot be a fan of this film either. I, I reached out to a, a veteran friend of mine to verify that for some reason, this entire military base had three guns on it. And the rest of the U.S. military units that didn't have guns had a single knife each and wore head wraps while walking around the base like midday and all were highly trained in Kung Fu, um, which it sounds like from his retelling is, is definitely accurate. The Army does not believe in guns. No. Okay, so you liked... Crab Man. You Crab like Man. One hazmat suit. Arm crossbow. Arm crossbow. I like the arm crossbow too. I like Crab Man. And one other thing I liked, and this is one of the few things I thought that the movie did interestingly, was the little um, comic book scenes in between each one. I thought that was pretty good. It was. It, it really seemed like the, the first part of the movie is actually put together much better. And when they got to the end, you could tell they just had no idea what they were doing. Um. And then the scenes just got weirder and weirder all the time. But I did like a couple of little director to, that they were all stolen from somebody else. Um, the comic book scene was basically a direct rip off. There was a movie called The Losers, which had Chris. Oh Evans yeah, it was it. it was dead. I have a, I have a list of things that were stolen off. I don't even think it covers okay. it. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's let's get to this. Um, Predator. We've said about a thousand times. Uh, the whole movie gave me the vibe of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Because if you recall from the classic, um, uh, Luke Kang goes into the desert to meet a wise man with a headband to explain to him how to defeat the big enemy, Nicolas Cage. But it's like they looked at the movie and said, I can do it worse. Um, so there's that. There's the Dune ripoff. I don't know if you caught. He switches hands to stab Brax, Captain what? Sand. Did, did Dune <laughs> rip off? Yes. Jiu-Jitsu? We don't know. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm scrolling through a long list of notes. I think I stopped writing in. Which one um, came out first is the question. I've always thought Jiu-Jitsu's script was from the 50s, probably. So Frank Herbert definitely had an idea for that. Uh, Predator. The throwing stars are from, um, they look like the exact same design as the newest Mortal Kombat, as well as, and this is my favorite ripoff, in the newest Mortal Kombat, they use basically their entire special effects budget on Goro, who gets killed in moments. So the main character's special weapon are two PVC pipe handheld items that are painted silver. The exact same props, they have to be the same props, are the main weapon of, I, th- I think it was Tony Jaws' weapon. Who had the little, the little police badon looking things that were just PVC pipe? 
Everything was just PVC pipe, by the way. The metal baton, PVC pipe. All of it. It's insane. Yes. I thought uh, I thought the other people that should probably... I, there's a lot of people that should be mad at this movie. Um, you were saying the U.S. Army. Um, I would also say anybody who believes in the Second Amendment, Amendment will have a lot to answer for when a bunch of jujitsu guys show up and are able to take on entire armies with nothing but pipes and slings. Um, hardcore Henry. That was another one. There is a first person scene that oh is God. definitely hardcore Henry. And it made me motion sick because yeah, it's I, not actually first person. You can tell it's like chest level as he's jumping up and down. I would say that's one of my, my main things. I One of the things I really hated about this movie was the whole shaky cam thing that they did. I've never <laughs> liked that in any movie. I think the best time I've ever seen it was at Jason Bourne where the handheld up yeah. close while people are fighting. But well, they use like every filming technique you can think of. They go over the shoulder, uh, first person. At one point, they have like the chest cam pointed back at their faces. That crap like a, like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like they just wanted to test out every every form of cinematography they could think of. How much money? When you said, when I said it, how much did I say it was a hundred million budget? <laughs> 25 it's, million. 25. It, it's obvious because... I mean, the, the camera equipment that they had to use when they're in, in the field, the wheat field, they do a pan down from a crane shot. I mean, they're doing like big time shots in this movie with no reason whatsoever. They could have done the whole thing off an iPhone and probably made a lot more money and had the exact same amount of, uh, of effectiveness on camera shots. I would say probably everything they did with CGI was, I, do we need CGI dust? There was CGI do. There's it's CGI. so hard to get dust to cooperate, you know? So when they when they kicked him hard, there was CGI dust, there was CGI blood, there was CGI, oh, and I can't believe you didn't say, somewhere, the ripoff, here's the ripoff you missed on your list, is Star Wars. Oh, the sound effects for the guns? The guns, and also there's laser blasts. It was like straight up, I thought there were stormtroopers standing off stage shooting at these guys at the beginning, at that beginning fight scene. Every machine gun was a single shot blaster shot from Star Wars. Oh yeah, uh, and there were there was one more that I wrote down. Okay. Um, I feel like this whole thing was inspired by Suicide Squad. Yeah, because the the whole idea is to go and get yourself killed by Brax. Because you you're saying they win. I swear I remember him saying he comes in, he kills six of us. As long as it's a good fight, he goes away. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that was. I and think they did. I, say I that. wish there was a way for me to verify that without watching this movie again. That's not happening. But like you've said, there's three summaries I found online. All three don't really talk about anything other than Jake losing his memory and being a jujitsu, yeah. a jujits, a jujit, and the jujits. Um, okay. And then, yeah, like you said, they're given the jujitsu also. I. There's so many little things that also, like Jake, there's there's these little things, these little touches where you would think that they have watched too many, too many movies. I'm going to throw one out there that's going to be crazy. Jake, I don't know if you noticed this, but on a, you know when he was cut, on his back, there's two marks on his shoulders. And I may be crazy for saying this, but I'm pretty sure if you asked the director, he would tell you. That's where his wings were cut off, because at the beginning, he fell. Oh, because he, he's, he's like an angel. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's fighting the demon. I mean, I think they were trying so hard to throw so many things in this. It got completely messed up. The timeline, yeah, I don't understand the timeline of the plot or of the mythology or anything. 
but it did have crab man they have crab man crab man and nicholas cage oh and i just i just saw this um i'm on the imdb page we always have it pulled up there's a man named Rigan machado whose name i instantly recognize so i did jiu-jitsu for a whopping one month but the machado brothers there's five there's five of them they are uh so Rigan machado's mom or sister married the founder of brazilian jiu-jitsu like the guy who created and popularized this entire art form I find it so hard to believe he agreed to be in this movie. Uh, I know whatever this director is, whatever he is, he is a great salesman. If you ever need to have something sold, I'd probably put him in it because you got somebody to spend $25 million on this. Also, another fun fact, speaking of everything looking cheap and CGI, they had to get the props donated to them. A company <laughs> donated all the building materials for the sets. I'm assuming because they couldn't afford to build the sets. Well, and I noticed like, oh, okay. So in the opening scene where you were talking about with the with the guy fighting that they were in my super in Burma or Myanmar or wherever they were at, I don't know if you noticed this either. While they're having a fight, they kept panning back and forth, and they kept panning back to one shot where in the background between two hills there was very plainly a giant windmill, and not like a like an old fashioned windmill, like one of the giant new technological ones that they have out. Well, here where we live in Kansas, but also in California and other places, a giant uh, electric windmill. So I think that may not have been all shot there. They may have shot that one in on the foothills of California, I'm guessing. And yeah, and also things like whenever they fell through a thatch roof, it broke exactly down in a straight line. There was pads underneath all the hay, too. You could see the pads. Yeah. Which, honestly, you and me, I don't think either one of us would. I, if everything else was good. We're not going to complain about that. I mean, if it's a good fight scene, it's a good fight scene. I don't, I don't care. But when they started doing, and they went into that first fight scene when they started doing the whole thing where it was like a first person uh, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Which is actually like my least favorite part of any video game is watching a shaky camera work in first person when you're fighting and people and turning around. And, and so what they decided to do is take all the fun out of it and just make you watch it. It's like a first person cam. It's like, a, you know, it's like, hey, kids, it's like a video game, but with like worse graphics. I don't. Um, and then there was a nuclear explosion as they escaped. Was there? Yeah. When they jumped out the window together, there was like behind you could see like a giant mushroom cloud explosion. It was. I missed that. I missed a lot, I think, though. I, it, it was easy. I actually rewound it because I've got, got a couple more questions for you here. Okay. Um, here's a question. Was this movie made with A, was it made with drug money? Was it B, made to launder drug money? Or was it C, made to justify a large purchase of drugs? Possibly for Frank Grillo at the, on the shooting. I think it could like, be all three. They I, did, because especially when you think about, I think there's three actual actors in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like three people who have acted previously. Almost yep. everyone in the movie has never acted outside of being a stunt double. Which I get, it's a, it's supposed to be a martial arts movie. Yeah. But it, it, Frank Grillo acted, Eddie Steeples, uh, obviously Ricky. Like, there's maybe 10 people in this movie who have mm -hmm. an acting credit outside of this one. Yeah. It almost seems like it was a movie filmed because I think in order to get into, like, the Actors Guild, you have to have so many minutes of a speaking part. Yeah. It's almost like he said, I'm going to get as many people in as humanly possible. Yeah, and they also, yeah, and everyone got a speaking part, even people that really didn't need a speaking part, like the 
at one point, one of the guy turns around and just said, you know, just says something to Nicolas Cage. He hasn't spoken the entire movie, and then he walks off screen. Never to so, be seen again. Never to be seen again. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even laundry, people who don't have names in the movie, that's because the fisherman, we keep calling them the fisherman and the fisherman's wife. That's their actual character. And they're big enough to have multiple scenes. Like they're key to him winning and surviving his jump. And came and bothered to name the guys. I wonder if they're like, uh, we probably should have done research, but I think we've watched the movie, so we've done our bit. Um, they may actually be known names and like outside of the United States, like in maybe in that area, so that you can put their names on the billboard too. I, there's uh, probably no, a reason. Neither one has any credit acting, producing anything besides jujitsu. Somebody's mom and dad, maybe? It's got to be something. I couldn't tell you. They don't have a picture. I'm surprised they have an IMDb page. I think it exists because they were listed on jiu-jitsu, though. Because when you click on it, it shows Mary Macaru. That's not how you pronounce it. I apologize. <laughs> That's how I'm going to pronounce it, though. Known for jiu-jitsu. And then there's an advertisement for boxed water. That kept, That's her whole page. Okay. Oh, oh well, we can start, I think. I think we we'll probably start signing blame. Okay, well, I got, um, I got, I, got more? I actually, I got a couple more things here too. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I'm not even going to talk to the, the last fight where Nicolas Cage died was was just, and Grillo died too. We flipped the double bird after he got stabbed through the heart, flipped the double bird, and then died. That was good. Um, then his girlfriend got killed. I guess they put, built a trap that was supposed to be like a the predator trap, but it was like a Two things of spikes like a, like together. Spikes, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a waffle machine, spike machine that actually got killed one of the Jujets. I think it was Grillo's girlfriend from the look they exchanged. There was a lot of acting going on between those two, I think. Um, but I'm going to, okay, I'm going to throw out on the second fight that was on the dirt road. I'm going to, I did a bit of a by the numbers thing on this because how many people were in the cars? How many people got killed? And then how many times did they get killed? And bro- that. Bro- I it was a full military base is how many people got killed. Okay. So the entirety of a military base. Well, that was the first one. Then they went to the wheat field and then the military came and stole him back. They came in with three, with three cars. And I don't know why I went back and did this, but they had three vehicles. They had four people per vehicle. Plus somehow Crabman and uh, what's her name showed up too. Um, but they, they crept through the grass to grab the guy. Um, Who agrees to come back with them also. Yeah, doesn't he? Like they don't yeah. even have to grab him. He just they just say, "Hey, we should go." And he we should go. Yeah, after agreeing to go with the, the other people. So I just did a quick quick takedown on each of them, and it was odd because they really split them up. Basically, that Jake got he got five people downed. Kyung got four people downed. Then Grillo got three people, and then Carmen got five people, and then. And then Kim went back and he broke four more legs. And then when they pulled back, say, the reason Carmen gets so much is the crossbow comes crossbow. all comes back to the crossbow. Yeah, the uh, the Nerf, weapons. Nerf elite slingshot is going to get it every time. So I thought Grillo was he actually pulled out knives and just started straight up killing people. But everyone else, I think, had to take him down. I don't know. I was watching this and, and they. They knocked and broke down and killed 20 to 26 guys. And only 11 to 12 people actually showed up. So they're very resilient. Yeah, they, 
and they would keep getting up again and again, even after the knife. I, I don't know. I don't know why I went back and watched that a couple of times, but it was, I think you had pointed out too at one point is like, uh, where, when you first texted me about this is like, it's the same guy getting knocked down every time too. Yeah. There's like, there's like three stunt doubles there. I'm seeing 13 soldiers listed on the IMDb. I say three of them show up repeatedly. Um, I don't believe there was 13 different actors playing no. soldiers. No, I think there were like 13 bodies and there's like five of them. Five of them actually get beat up and the other ones lay on the ground or pretend like they're going to come up and do something. I just had to say that because I actually sat back and watched this a couple of times because I was just trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And then I think much like the Wikipedia page and everybody else, sometime after that fight is when I slowly started drifting off. Okay, you're right. Let's start at assigning blame. Should we? Okay, so it's the writer and director on one. Yeah. So writer and director goes first. Or we'll go first. Let's let's maybe should we split it up? Do you want to take each actor at a time, or do you want to go straight at the right the director guy? Um, I don't remember most of the actors' roles. Is my issue with this? Um, I remember interrogator lady, mm-hmm. Grillo, Tony Jaw, and uh, that I think that might be everyone. Eddie Steeples. I remember like six of them total. But those six that did it, I will say. They acted the crap out of that script because no line in that script was not written as if a 10-year-old was having a conversation. With somebody other than the person that they're having a conversation with. Yes, it was, it was, again, I keep coming back to this. I don't think anyone knew the story of the movie. So he just wrote a bunch of lines and they kind of just threw them out to people. Have you ever seen, they have that thing called StoryBot where it actually will just feed in a bunch of scripts and then it will write its own script and algorithm well? Yeah. Are you saying this This might be worse than that though? No, it is worse. That's what I'm saying. Somehow they've, they've created, a, they've, they've broken the algorithm. Yeah, Grillo was just spouting off 12, 13 lines and then they just kept cutting back and forth. Don't you remember us, Jake? Why are you here, Jake? And he, I, we are all going to be dead because of you, Jake. Never explains that one to him. I, I can't give, as a whole, I don't think I can give more than 10 points of blame to the actors. because I, wow. I don't think they could have done anything. I, I don't think uh, they could do anything. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on here. Um, Jake, first of all, I don't think anything. You could have put him in any movie. He's never going to be good. It's not true. He, he was in, what was the name of those movies this guy directed? He was in Street Fighter or Ultimate Fighter or something. He's perfect for those. He did one believable good, one one job that was good at acting. When, <laughs> when, when Nicolas Cage at the temple, after he meets him, they take him to the temple, they hand Nicolas Cage a brown bag of takeout food, which I thought was weird that they'd have that waiting around at a temple. Um, he explains to him while looking at the mural on the wall where jiu-jitsu came from, Jake does an eye roll. It's possibly the best acting job in the whole movie. And you're going like, to blame him? You're going to assign blame to him even <laughs> well, after the idol? I don't think he was acting. I think he literally actually said, listen to the lines for the first time ever. I mean, when Brax has him in the, in the chokehold, I, I mean, ah, God, that guy is so bad. 
He is so bad. He doesn't even fight as well as any of the other people either. No, the that, one thing is, you know what? You are right about that. He might be the only person who shouldn't be fighting in the movie. Nicholas Cage is more convincing as a fighter because he knows he can't fight. Well, he's um, a thespian. Yes, exactly. Like he's fighting. We okay. We got we got what seventy three. Right, well, what are you going to give to these actors? Okay. Oh, are you going to give any of the specific specific actors, or are you? Going to, okay, Jake. Jake's getting. There's so much to go around. I'm going to give Jake. Let's say twenty. So you're saying if Jake was replaced with any other actor, this movie would be a 47 Metacritic. I don't know. That's that's, that's how who, I'm basing it. I don't. I don't. Who are, who, who are we going to recast as the fighting guy? Jesus, you could put you could put anyone in that role. You could put Jet Li in that role. Oh, it would be. I, it would just. It wouldn't be any better. I could put Jackie Chan in that role. It'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Although, Jackie Chan as Nicholas Cage's son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I would watch that. Like we would. I I watch it, but it's a completely different movie at that point. I, that's a movie that they could make in Hollywood right now. I think. Um, I'm trying to think of. Are there any actual? Uh, who's a, who's a actual See, action so star? I think my now? issue is. I think the role's so badly written, I can't imagine anyone else saying anything. Like saying any of these lines or agreeing to be to a 10-minute scene of them running away from CGI ninja stars. But you put any two good actors in like the interrogation scene, right? You put two normal actors in the interrogation scene, they're even halfway decent. You're going to get something out of it more than what you did, even with the bad I, lines. I'm feeling the give and take in that. Between oh, Jake and the other, I don't. Well, who was the name of the woman? <laughs> Janet, Jake, Janet, whatever her name I, is. Uh, whatever her name is, she. I think she was the she, best co-star in the whole movie. To be no, oh crap, man, crap, man was the best. I mean, other, <laughs> come on, <laughs> crap, man was in a different movie though. Yeah, well, yeah, but he was in a better movie that I was wishing I could watch. If we could have taken Nicolas Cage and Crab Man and put them in a movie, I'd watch that movie all day long. Okay. Okay. Well, she was the the best actor besides Crabman because no one else acted. Grillo? I don't think anyone acted. Frank Grillo was awful. Awful. Yeah, he was awful. Just awful. He's never good. He's he was never. You never say, "Oh, a Frank Grillo film." This is. Yeah, but he kind of did the. Great. He he did the job in like uh, when he's fighting Captain America or something. But yeah, his job was to be a giant jacked guy who didn't say anything. Yeah, and that's. He was miscast, so that's probably going to the director too. Yeah, he was miscast into a speaking <laughs> role. Um, and even though he, I would say, I, I would say he's the biggest name in this movie outside of Nicolas Cage. Well, that according to and the, he still got almost nothing as far as script or plot or anything. Yeah. He was so irrelevant. You could remove half of those nine fighters, and nothing would have changed. Yeah, I think all the fighters, but I'm. A, the thing is, is Jake is actually a negative, though. I mean, he's like, just whenever they have him talking. I yeah. will I will cede to you that Jake is is the worst actor. I will give him, you can give up to 15 points to Jake alone. Yeah. But I don't uh, think the rest of them deserve it, especially Private Tommy. I don't no. remember Private Tommy. He's just the first name that popped up here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, I'll, but... Okay, so we have 73. I, I just don't even know where to start. I, I'd give Jake 20 because he's the name guy, right? That's why I'm giving him 22. Okay. Uh, Grillo was awful, and he was also the name guy on top, so I'm going to give him 10. And so there's 30. There's 30. 
you want to group the rest of these into a into another 10 points or something? No, I give them three. three. We got 73. 33. So you're saying 40 points go to the writer and director. Well, don't you think? Yeah, I but get, I think yeah. you know, where I'm struggling is I feel like this writer should get all the points. I can't, the movie, like even the pacing of the movie, and I by no means know anything about pacing a movie. All I know is <laughs> they went to the military base and killed all the military people, left the military base, then re-killed all the military people. And then someone sat down and said, you know, I think we should do another military base scene. The first interrogation was so good. We should do a second interrogation, but this time with truth serum to the guy who still doesn't know anything. And then we'll take them out and we'll take them out into this jungle and kill them again. Yeah. And then, yeah, a re-murder for the third time, this military base. And then the, the other point I can never, I will never get around. I will never understand. I don't, I can't believe Nicholas Cage. I, I'm going to say he did not know this was part of the plot. Nicholas Cage is this guy's dad. That was out of nowhere. And yeah, it was that, out of nowhere. And it again, it makes no sense for Nicolas Cage to say, I don't want him to know I'm his father. The why? Wouldn't it be why cool? does that matter? It's been 48 hours. How many times do you think this phrase was uttered on this movie set? Wouldn't it be cool if <laughs> it, the, the, but the issue is it was never cool. It wasn't. Even I'm the, just saying. Idea, even the broad idea of of this story isn't cool no because you either either it's your oh. what you remember and there's a predator who loses every six years but still comes back or it's what i remember and there's a group of people who every six years get murdered and the reason i think they get murdered nicholas cage's character we left this part out nicholas cage's character the whole reason that brax is okay with him not fighting is because brax thought he was crazy and he's okay. There's no honor in fighting a crazy man. Yeah. That's, well, what? you know, well, you know, Predator doesn't kill people without weapons. He doesn't kill pregnant people and he doesn't kill uh, Nicolas Cage. I don't know. The Alien Predator movie, I, I think he killed quite a few. Depends on which, pre I, we'll go with the classic Predator. You're right on the classic Predator. There's been yeah. like six reboots since then. Yeah. Well, it just depends because when i Let's not get into that because we all have a whole discussion, which might be actually make more sense if we talked about the alien predator. Um, I don't know. Do you want to give the Do you want to give the director? If you want to give a different score, that's fine. But I think I don't. I can't imagine the actor to play Jake being good in anything. I just. It's just. I don't know. I can't wrap my hand or head around this director game. Not all the blame. I just want to give all the blame to this guy. <laughs> that's, that's really what I want to do. Um, he made he made the worst rated Nicolas Cage film out of a hundred and ten credits. He put all the pieces man together. Made the worst one. Yeah, but you know, even if the chef made the worst meal you've ever tasted in your life, when the server comes out and he spills it on your head, I'm still going to give that guy some bad a bad review too. I don't. I, I'm going. Uh, uh, Jake. Uh, mine is Jake for thirteen. The rest of the cast for another ten, and the director for fifty. 
Okay. Well, we have a slight disagreement on that, but I think what the main thing we're saying is this director and writer um, deserves almost all the blame. Either way. Yeah. No one's innocent in this except no. for Nicolas Cage. I mean, what's he supposed to do? He was on set for three days. Well, yep. One of those, he was drunk, drawing a face. And he also was there. I think we already mentioned that he was there. Who he's replacing? Oh, yeah. He was there replacing Bruce Willis, who ghosted them. Um, yeah. Which was probably the best thing Bruce Willis has ever done in his career. Was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't imagine well, this movie being better with Bruce Willis involved. No, I think actually Bruce Willis would have been. Bruce Willis wouldn't have been. I think what happened probably was they said you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do the fighting scene. You're gonna have to do some jujitsu. And Bruce Willis went, yeah, that's just not gonna. Bruce happen. Willis is an action star, but he's not an act like a fighting action star. Like I can't think of any film where I'm like, oh, Bruce Willis hand to hand combat. Yeah, he's got to have a gun. Which I mean, they probably would have just gave him a gun at that point and and filmed it and went on with it there. But uh, yeah, it would have just... would have sped up the whole film. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what's your rating? What are you giving? I'm I'm still giving uh 20. I'm going 20 to Jake or Elaine Musai. I'm going uh I'm gonna give 10 to Grillo because come on, he's gotta do better. It's like Jake just sucks, but he shouldn't he shouldn't be out there. Grillo knows better. Grillo uh, phoned it in. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the only one on set that was like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. But this I is mean, what he makes. These are the movies he makes. I don't understand how this is the one he said, nah. Well, I wonder how many days he was on set, too, if you watch the thing. He just kind of comes and goes. So I wonder, Nicolas Cage may have done three. I'm guessing Grillo was there for maybe a week. Question. It's already to backtrack. Does Nicolas Cage have a sword? Yes, he does. Matter of fact, oh, don't you remember? Oh, thick as a sword. Yeah, because he pulls it out and it glows. And the guy looks at it. And then don't you know when he's using it, because Jake uses it later, and it splits into two swords. Yeah, oh, that was the coolest scene. Because yes. it made even less sense than everything else. Um, no, I asked because this Earthfall poster I found. Uh-huh. Um, it's Nicolas Cage in a jean jacket holding a sword. What? I, let, me, let me show you this real fast, just so you can see what I'm saying. That, oh, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that's actually the, that's the, some of the jujitsu ones, too. They have that same. With him in that pose, yeah, it must um, have been called Earthfall in the, in a foreign market somewhere. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. Was. I'm guessing that the game here, there's probably an Earthfall that's probably been taken by somebody else's movie. Whoa, I can't whoa, whoa. looking. Sorry, looking at this poster, you're supposed to in the middle <laughs> of a bunch of of Buddhist monasteries. There's this advanced civilizations like hub. Like there's skyscrapers of alien yes. technology That's really that are just sitting there. That, and the whole reason the U.S. military is there is to investigate radiation in this valley. And none of them just said, oh, it's that place. Like it's the only place that's not an ancient monastery. I don't wonder. Okay, yeah. That's why, that's why he gets 50. That's why he gets 50. Because that makes no sense at all. You don't know the public. How do, how do they even know there's freaking radiation there? Do they just, does the U.S. military just have radiation probes? Yeah, it popped up on a satellite sometime. That's that's the way it works, right? It it pops up as a a green circle with the radiation logo in it. I mean, it's got to be at least half as as good as the HUD that the alien guy uses, which has a... You know what? 
This poster, also, sorry, I cut you off again. No. But this poster, I'm going to give another five points to the director. You know why? <laughs> the director, on this, it says, from Dimitri Lothetis, director of Kickboxer Retaliation. He thought he's important so, enough to put his put Kickboxer Retaliation on this poster. That's another five points. I'm dropping the Metacritic score by five points to accommodate that, though. Okay. Yeah. We're saying that. We have uh, the power now. I'm saying that somebody probably... Probably, you they had that's probably half of their budget. Like they probably spent five hundred thousand dollars on people on bribing people to get on Metacritic, Metacritic to even get it as high as it is. This is this is the least number of reviews I've ever seen on Metacritic. There's only there's eighty fan reviews and I think ten like critic reviews. One of which is zero, yeah. which I didn't know you could give a film zero. Um, yeah, even someone with the gave it a seventy though. With the well, the Willie Nelson thing. Maybe it was uh, Willie, maybe it was Willie Nelson after he got off his did. van. Oh boy. Uh, okay. So you're going 55. Because you're actually 13, 13 to Jake, 10 to everyone else. Okay. And you're actually breaking the Metacritic score and saying it's a lie. I'm saying Metacritic is wrong in this case. Yeah. There's 12 critic reviews. Someone gave it a 70 and someone gave it a zero. I feel like that tells you all you need to know about how well, they spent their marketing money. Well, and it's five days out of. So they shot for a total of, you said five weeks, right? Five weeks. So five times seven, because I'm sure there it says 35. And you divide that by how many days was was three, three. Yeah, so the Metacritic score, if you go mathematically, the Metacritic score should be around 11% because that's how much of the time that Nicolas Cage was there. But, you know, he elevates people. There's like an aura after he leaves. That's true. Doing their best work. Then they remember what movie they're making. Yes. Uh, this movie is also, I don't know, it, it, it's probably shot sequentially too. For You could just tell the, the front end of it is way better than the back end. But And we didn't even go, I, and we're not going to. We didn't go into the death scene. We didn't go into uh, how the alien is killed. Um, grenades in the stomach. Grenade in the stomach and a slow Two motion. Two. And a slow motion and kick. And he's kicked back through the portal to yeah. finish off his civilization, too. Which is actually goes back to, um, was it Battlefield Earth? Also, it was a ripoff of, which was one of the worst movies ever made. Also, um, what's the one with uh, James Spader in it with the, uh, the pyramids? Oh, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, it's an old one. There's a bunch of sci-fi movies that basically the same thing happened at. But uh, yeah. Yeah, when they destroyed Battlefield Earth, they destroyed the bad guys by sending back explosives to the planet and blowing up the Oh, that planet. is the John Travolta one. Okay. Yes. So. Oh. <sighs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm saying 10 or 20 for Jake, 10 for Grillo. And then I gave 42 to the director. You went 55. And was it 10 for the actors and 20? 13 for 13, Jake. 13 for Jake. So we got our top two anyway. Director yeah. and Jake. Jake and the fat man. So that's all we got for that one. Uh, we'll be following up. Hopefully with the next one will be Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage with the uh, famous quote, bees said a little differently than that. Once again, this is Drake Mickelson with Malcolm Mickelson saying thank you for joining us and we will be back on the next Cage Equation. Bye.